Joining us on the program today, we have Chickasha Mayor Chris Mosley. Mayor, good morning. Good, good to have morning, you on the show. George. How and are you doing? Good. And we have uh, Chickasha's new city manager, Keith Johnson, with us. Uh, Keith, thanks for coming in. Good morning. And, and thanks for coming to Chickasha. <laughs> it's great to be in Chickasha right now. Thank you. All right. So uh, first time you've been able to uh, meet with us and uh, wanted to let you get your feet wet a little bit, I guess. It's been about a month, a month and a half since you've... Uh, yeah, we uh, hit the ground running first part of November, so so far so good. All right, so uh, Chris, just talk about the search for uh, for Keith, and well, it was almost a year it, in the making, wasn't it? That's correct, and we when we had that absence, um, I received a phone call from Keith, and uh, phone call or an email, one of the two, and and he goes, I hear there's opening again, and and I said, please send your resume, and uh, we when you see the resume and what he, the pedigree they really had and and talking to him a little bit, you know, it's like, man, this guy could really be a game changer for us. Just on his connections he has outside, um, not, not in the political environment, but in the financial environment, it's, I think it's really good for the city of Chickasha. Do you have a legal background, right? Yes, I went to uh, law school at the University of Denver, have a legal background. I've actually spent most of my career in public service, uh, more on the finance and accounting side, but uh, some of that legal training helps as well. All right, uh, Oklahoma native? Actually, no, I grew up in southern Idaho, a town uh, kind of similar to Chickasha. Right. It was a small uh, farming community. Uh, grew up raising cows and uh, milking cows and those kinds of things. Thought I'd go to college so I didn't have to get up at uh, <laughs> 6 in the morning to 5 in the morning to milk cows. But uh, things uh, have turned out well. We've uh, done some different things around the country. We lived in, in Mustang, Oklahoma. I worked for the state during uh, Frank Keating's first term as governor and uh, spent some time in Oklahoma back then where my, when my kids were young and uh, now I've had an opportunity to, to return to Oklahoma. I've got uh, a daughter and her son up in Yukon and their kids, which are our grandkids. We were anxious to find a, an opportunity close to them and this has worked out uh, very well for us. So spent some time as a county administrator in uh, Washington State for yes. a number of years. That was your most recent. Uh, yeah, yeah, I just came from Franklin County, Washington. Uh, it's a community of about 100,000 people in the in the county. Um, 80,000 of those are in the city of Pasco and the rest are out in the, in the county. But I spent the last seven years as their county administrator. And so what other than uh, the family living close, what attracted you to Chickasha? Well, a lot of it was wanting to get back to Oklahoma. We've uh, we loved our experience when we were uh, here a number of years ago, uh, having family close by. Uh, we like the environment. I, I will tell you, it's it's kind of personal, but it is certainly influential in my decision to to come back to Oklahoma. My first day of work uh, for the state was the day of the Murrah Building bombing, and uh, that really helped. Uh, solidify a relationship with this, the people of Oklahoma to understand how uh, great they were as a community and what brought them together uh, during a, a serious tragedy in the state, uh, recognizing what a great place Oklahoma is. So we've always had a deep love for the state and the people, and so, so to pursue an opportunity back uh, we consider home. Uh, it was great to come home to, to Chickasha. Well, uh, we call it the Oklahoma Standard, and I think people may have a tendency to overuse that, uh, Chris, from time to time. But it's really true because any natural disaster or man-made disaster, people come together and help each other. Right. Each it's other. just good human nature and the grit that we have in, in the state of Oklahoma. Let's talk about uh, some uh, things uh, going on uh, within the city and uh, most recently – 
um, some improvements to the <clears throat> infrastructure we've got uh, coming up here uh, has has begun and is getting underway and should see some well into uh, 2023, I guess. That's correct, George. It, you know, uh, we did have um, some people just now noticing it, but for the past year, we've been working on water rights and what they need to be. And we, before we implemented those right changes, we really want to make sure that we're billing everybody correctly. Yeah, this was this just took place like in September. September, right yeah. for effective in September. They are approved back in the end of June, I believe, to be effective in September. And what it was, we raised the base rates on the water and the sewer. We have been raising the usage rates, but this we used the base rates. Uh, water increased by $8 and change, and, and sewer by nearly $5. It was a $13.75 change to the monthly bill. With that, there's a, um, a lengthy list of repairs we, we can use with that money. It raised about $1.2 million dollars which would be, I think there's like 17 or 18 valves that need to be replaced within the community. And it takes two or three days to fix each valve with the cost of about $3,000 a valve. We have 27 fire hydrants and they could run four to $5,000 a piece, you know, taking three to four days to replace one of those. And then we have a, um, a list of concrete repairs from repairs we made before in the past. Now we're able to come back and get to them and we have the funding for it. The big thing was finding funding for materials and personnel. And we just could not do that. We've been supplementing our water, uh, our water expenses with our sales tax dollars for years. And it got to a point where we just couldn't continue that bad habit. And so we, we had to make that, the council made the decision to uh, be somewhat aggressive to correct our finances and get us in a good direction. So Keith has got some things to work with uh, before he got here. Uh, we want to make sure that we're funding ourselves better. And, and, I, and I personally feel we are. We're going to see a, a fairly large change in the revenue we've collected. Um, we're looking maybe a $4 million additional in water. But the thing about it is we were spending much of that in sales tax dollars to supplement it. And something, too, is uh, you, through the diligence of your staff – at City Hall, you were able to find a lot of properties yes. that were not even getting a water bill every month. We've corrected that habit. Um, the staff, you know, we would, uh, I just made some comments. That we had water missing, and I knew how much water we were uh, producing out at the treatment plant and how much we're treating at the, the treatment plant for the sewage. And then our billing water was a lot less. And they either could be one of two things. You got a massive leak somewhere because our older sections of town pick up rainwater in the sewer system. So we have to treat that rainwater before it hits the river. So you gain some water there. Uh, and they always say you lose about 10% of your treatment water, either through lakes or uh, leaks or flushing of lines or things like that. So, but when we found out how much we were billing for, I was like, there's got to be either a lake, a cavern, Something. Got, something's going on. And Cindy Rogers uh, got and her staff got together and they discovered the problem and jokingly said they found the mayor's water. So. <laughs> but uh, the, so that's been responsible for that. Uh, I know with the increase you said you should be able to uh, hire some new uh, street personnel and additional personnel that's to, the goal. to do some yeah. of these, yeah, these projects, projects. It's more than what we can really handle ourselves just by this sheer number of jobs. Right now, we'll, you'll see us probably be more aggressive with it because we're not mowing grass. You know, you don't have that growing season going on, so you jump on those projects now. Uh, it's just it's just a long list of many things we have to do. We were shorthanded, which we're always still looking for, you know, good employees, 
Um, you know, there's it's always an ebb and flow. People coming and going, um, and we want to you know pay our employees well. We want to give them good benefits because uh, you want the best out there helping us. Because everything the city does is um, is for quality of life. You have police, you have fire, you have your public works. Um, parks they're all out there to make the life better for the citizen so we're going to focus on treating those people well um i know the city council has approved some uh, uh some development for infrastructure uh around fourth of missouri where the hto yep uh restaurant and uh, keith i don't know if you want to address some of those uh, water lines and things that's going to be going in that area and some other areas as well around town yeah we have a number of uh, infrastructure projects to to work on. Um, as the mayor indicated, uh, having some of those uh, revenue issues worked out with our uh, water income will allow us to, to further enhance our utility provi providing to the citizens. Um, we've got uh, a number of issues just in the month that I've been here. Uh, we've dealt with some sewer issues, some uh, discoloration in the water. Uh, there's a number of things that we are painfully aware of that need uh, immediate attention and so we're focused on trying to get those things uh, repaired and uh, and then improved as we um, develop these further uh, uh, projects I know you had a, a sewage a sewer line project uh, over by fire station number one mm -hmm. that you were hoping to get fixed and I guess the, the bids came in too high so we're gonna rebid that project I guess. right well, yeah we're in the process of rebidding some of the things that exceed our expectations when they come in we do still have limited revenue. We don't can't fix everything at once, but uh, we've got a uh, top drawer staff. I've been very impressed with the quality of people that we have working at the city. And the uh, you know mayor mentioned Cindy Rogers, our finance director, uh, done a great job of helping uh, get our finances under control. But we still have a lot of work to do in, in some of these other areas. Uh, in spite of inflation, some other economic uh, problems, mayor. We've seen uh, some. Uh, Dirt work going on across from uh, your insurance office on Grand Avenue with yes, uh, some, uh, and that's been a, something that's been kind of in the works for a couple, three years already. It, it well, That land changed hands uh, several year, years ago from um, Steve LaForge to Eric Flesky and that group, and they've they've got one business I know coming in now. There's a, a restaurant to follow behind it, and they're talking about some other projects, and so now they're moving dirt like crazy, you know, water retention, Guy put a lot of roads, streets, uh, and other infrastructure in there. There's residential out there. It is a massive development um, that's taking place right now. It's really pretty exciting to see something that used to be a wooded forest you mm -hmm. know, 15 years ago. Um, and uh, also out by the fairgrounds, we've seen a lot of uh, some duplexes and things going on yeah. uh, in that area. There's about 20-some-odd buildings yeah. coming up for that. Uh, so it be like 40 units. There's... Uh, like senior living apartments and some housing out there. Still talking about the hotels, additional hotels out there. Uh, and, and some retail. And retail. Yeah. There's going to be about six and a half acres of retail out there. So it's, it's there's a lot going on in Chickasha, which brought us to discussion with Guernsey on water treatment. Because in February of 21, we had that cold snap, and we're making water at max capacity of the plant. And so we know that we – we're, that was the infamous going, polar vortex. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, boy, that's one cold time. Oh, my. And uh, that's when we realized how many broken valves we had. Um, we had trouble keeping towers full. 
Um, and so it was just all these problems came to head at that point in, in the council. And I just said, you know, this is nonsense. We, we've got to fix these things. And so as council really became unified as one and came super aggressive towards it. And the council wants the Chicken Shade to be better. Let's talk about this, uh, this proposal we saw oh, uh, back in the early fall uh, about a program for some future development, including uh, new water treatment plants. And, uh, Talking about the comprehensive plan. Comprehensive plan, yes, sir. All right, we're that worked on that. That will start having meetings in January. Uh, they'll meet uh, several times a year for the hopefully be done by around March of 24. And really just gives us a timeline and the council will adopt something like that and be like a 20 or 30 year plan that you review annually, you know, things as projects change and such. But it gives you a roadmap of where you need to go. And that includes uh, water, streets, you know, the infrastructure of water lines, sewer lines, um, growth and development, land use. All these things come into play with that. And so it gives us it gives our council and future councils something to work with so that we have continuity in, in our growth and direction. So, Keith, talk about uh, have you been able to kind of look at that a little bit and kind of get an idea of, of uh, what kind of direction the councils want to go on this? Yeah, we haven't had a lot of discussion with the council yet, uh, specifically on the, the growth plan, but uh, been working with our development team. That's coming together pretty well. Some other things uh, going on. Let's talk about uh, going back to the utility uh, deal. Um, the council has passed a program where there's some needy families out there. Correct. They can get some assistance uh, to help pay for their uh, water bill if they don't. That's correct. Um, I, I was, you know, social media, people reached out to me about the program. I wasn't aware of it. Um, I contacted Keith and asked if he knew anything about it. And within a couple of weeks, we had it before council to approve because, you know, if we, if we can help the citizens, we want to do that. And that's a no cost project. Uh, funded by the state that we you know we want to help people. I think it's uh, federal money. Federal this comes through. Yes. Uh, comes it through. is comes through the Department of Human Services, mm -hmm. and uh, it's similar to the light heat program that people might be familiar with with their energy bill, but this is specifically for their their water assistance. All right, so reach out to DHS if you think you might qualify. It all comes to your family income, and if you qualify and all that, so correct. Very good. All right, uh, so getting ready to head into the new year, Mayor. What are what are some things in 2023 we might be uh, looking toward? Well, we, we've got several projects um, before Keith got here. One is working with USAO and their athletic department and their academics with our sports complex. And I've met with Mike Ross and um, Rob Miles and Sid Hudson on several occasions down, and Keith has also. And that is to open up that sports complex to their sports management class where the kids can actually get hands-on um, experience of a sports complex, running tournaments, running a facility, and to make them, you know, work ready when they graduate. Uh, because that's – and I met with the State Board of Regents about that, and they seem to show a great deal of excitement because it's work ready. I mean, these kids are coming out of college. They'll have some experience in, in running these type of facilities, and we, I won't be the first one out there. And uh, with that, we're able to partner up, and the more tournaments you have in town – uh, you know, that sports complex is a big economic engine that and I'm not sure anybody realizes, but there's over 400,000 visits to that complex every year. So there's a ton of people that show up. Well, most of those people are first timers. When they come here, they're not from, they're not local. So we're getting hotel stays out of it. 
which provides economic development money. And we also get sales tax out of it, which goes in the, the cost going to the, uh, the pockets of a restaurants or stores that, that profit off that. So even though we may not see a direct impact straight to the city, we're seeing uh, the overall picture is a lot of money being brought into our community, which can only help Chickasha. It seems like the usage has gone down. Of the last few years, but I wanted to get that back to where it was when uh, in its glory days because when it first opened up, man, it was uh, something it was, every weekend. It was. It was a humming place. Yeah. Uh, this, and a lot of it is uh, on your focus. We um, spent $100,000 of economic development money a year ago mm-hmm. uh, on releveling all the fields. I guess we did about last February. Yep. And that's when uh, USAO brought in softball tournament. And they're going to bring in, I understand, the same tournament again this next year, but it'll be double the size. So instead of 10 or 11 teams here, it'll be about 25 college teams in the, the town of Chickasha. And so they'll stay, they have some place to stay. They have to have some place to eat. So it, it, it's all long term, but uh, our big vision of what can happen with that facility. But we are now working with Grooms Irrigation on doing a lot of repairs on the irrigation out there. It had gone years of neglect where we had majority of the irrigation didn't work at all. And so we're going back. You have to have water, you know, water those fields. How long is that? 20 years? It could be around 05, so about okay. 17 years, wanna, 16 wow. years mm-hmm. that place has been there. So it, it, it's do a little love. Definitely time for some, uh, yeah, some, a little uh, TLC. some on that. So, uh, all right. Yeah, that's been a big plus, no doubt about yep. it, uh, for, it for the city. Uh, I guess the, this year the uh, Parks and Rec director went throughout the city and found some some properties that the city owned and they're vacant and you don't really have a whole lot of use for them. No, we want them sold. Uh, otherwise we got to mow them. So, <laughs> and so with labor being, it, it is what it is. You know, if we can have somebody put something on their house or whatever, we definitely want that taking place. Get more people living here in Chickasha, improve the, the neighbor, neighborhood, wherever it may be. Uh, just make an impact on Chickasha if we're looking for it. All right. So Keith, how do folks go out uh, finding out where these properties are and, I'd maybe put in a bid on them. That's at City Hall. And I don't know that we've got those listed on our website, but we can put them in touch with the the right folks to make sure that they've got access to that information. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of uh, room for maybe a business development necessarily, maybe a little mom and pop it, it, shop. It's all, it's, it's all most residential. Where One or two lots are. or something yeah. like that. And they're all over town. Right, they are. Right. They're a minimum of 6,000 square feet. That's what you have to have to build a home on. And so those there's... 30-some-odd, I believe, that we're selling right now. Um, and we'll have more. Some are like split lots. Like, it's it's a little skinny spot of grass. Mm-hmm. It really, so you make an offer to the neighbor, do you want to buy this? You know, we just want to get rid of it. Um, because it, we can focus our resources on other things that make a bigger impact besides mowing an easement. What's, uh, give us an update on the 81 bypass, and I know the council's approved some infrastructure relocation out there, and uh, that's getting closer and closer. It is. Uh, they said 2028 yeah. is when it's supposed to be operating by. Dirt could, should be doing Could see some moves of traffic now. on that yeah. here in another five or six years, maybe. Yeah, that's what, that's what we're hoping for. Um, you know, always, it's only been talking about since, like, 1959. Yeah. So <laughs> it's uh, finally come to fruition. You know, all the easements are taken care of now. It's fenced off. Dirt work uh, should start this winter, honestly, January, February. So it's, and it's a massive project. It's, dirt work's designed for four lanes. It's all, every intersection is elevated, so there won't be any stop signs on it. Um, so it, it'll be great for truck traffic to go around the community. 
Uh, so we we need to focus on our own self to bring people in. But it's going to open up other avenues for Chickasha to develop, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then we also gain another uh, cloverleaf on H.E. Bailey on the south side. So we'll have three direct connections with H.E. Bailey in, in, right in Chickasha. And, of course, there's two more coming up near Amber at Highway 92 and then a little bit farther north than that. So there'll be five spots of I-44. The big thing is the interstate is a great thing to have. The problem is it really inhibits development because you have to have a paid exit all these are all and our exits were you know 18 to 20 miles apart well now they're going to be within miles of each other so that really will open up the development through this area which was another reason why we were taking a hard look at our water treatment plant because we got to make more water and uh, and that's a project we'll probably have to tackle probably in the next 10 or 15 years i would guess Uh, it's coming now Mm, Uh, we are yeah we're we've engaged guernsey to start that process um so we will we have to have certain things done by the end of the fiscal year of 24. So we're hoping to have, I think March of 24 is the goal, to have that thing really rolling. So everything kind of ties together with the comprehensive plan. Right. It's, it's a massive undertaking. What are some of your favorite things in town, Keith, since you've been here? Well, I think it starts with the, the Festival of Light. That has been going on a long time. It was here when I was in Oklahoma. Do you remember? Do you remember I do. From, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Came down here from Mustang to, yeah. to see the festival then, and it's certainly grown and improved and gotten better. And uh, there's been uh, challenges that come with that growth, uh, a lot of traffic. Uh, and I, I know the neighbors have had to be very patient with uh, traffic coming through their neighborhood. Uh, but... The festival has been uh, great. We, we've seen a significant uh, financial benefit from the leg lamp. Uh, restaurants downtown are seeing an increase in revenues. That's been a, a big uh, promotion for the city as well. But uh, we're working with our Economic Development Council on some industrial uh, opportunities as well. Uh, but seeing the, the changes in, in downtown, there's a, a gentleman from California that's uh, proposed a, a major investment in our Chet Hit. Chet Hit. Wow. And what a project that, that will from. be yeah, a, an a big ex- one. exciting big project for for downtown and for all of Chickasha for that matter because it will bring a lot of uh, secondary development with that and got to get your input on the leg lamp yep it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly been a uh, an interesting time i it's not something i would have thought of but it's certainly been a big benefit to the city people are excited about it we're, we're hearing story after story of people that have driven a long way from out of state to come and see it uh, you go down there in the evening there's lots of people lined Every up to, taking pictures yeah. uh, so it certainly had a, a positive impact on, on Chickasha uh, talk about uh, the airport a little bit and some things you yeah, see that's I'm, possible out there I'm glad you mentioned that because that is another big economic asset that was probably underutilized kind of like the the sports complex has been we've got uh, an opportunity to build some new hangars uh, right now, hangar space is at a premium in most of these small airports. Uh, you get outside of the Oklahoma City airspace and pilots and uh, aviation uh, enthusiasts, as well as a lot of commercial aviation, uh, is looking for opportunities to use uh, uh, facilities like ours. So we've got a, a prime uh, airport piece of real estate there to, to really do some good for, for the city and for the aviation industry. Uh, what are you seeing as far as uh, and we've seen the new restaurants opening up downtown? Uh, some on south of town. There's a new sushi bar. Yep. Uh, in town. I mean that's great to have that to bring it, uh, that part of town also, uh, kind of the southwesterly side. 
uh, more development taking place there. I mean, when the bypass comes in, Grand is going to take a whole different look to it also because it's a it's already a main thoroughfare, but it's really going to be a main thoroughfare. Uh, a lot of exciting things with it. And then, um, like downtown, you know, you got the uh, the Bar and Grill, mm-hmm. Randy's open up here shortly, and then the Flower Shop is open. And I was I went down there on Saturday just to try it out, and about two o'clock in the afternoon, and it was seventy five percent full. Yep. So it, exciting thing to see. And then, of course, the, the leg lamp is just a rotation of people right next to it. <laughs> right on through there. So, all right, looking forward to uh, what 2023 has in store for the city of Chickasha. So uh, reach out if there's anything we can help out with. We appreciate it. So, uh, Keith, again, welcome to Chickasha. Look forward to uh, working with you. Great to be okay. here. We, we love it here and anxious to be uh, involved in the community in every way. So right. we're, we're gr- glad to be here. If you need information on anything Chickasha involves, uh, org, Mayor, they can hit the website and yes, sir. find out all sorts of stuff there. So, And then in calendar request, uh, there's a way you do that also. If you have an event, you could uh, make a recommendation and mm-hmm. we'll get that on. All right. And if there's an issue, if you've got a street light out or if you've got a pothole, go to Request Tracker on the website, and that's a good way to uh, get the process rolling. Cannot beat that fixed. horse enough. That's I mean, right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> all right. Thank you, gentlemen, very much. Well, thanks, thank you. George.